Welcome to episode 3 of the Bisen Poland podcast, brought to you by BisenPoland.com, your key to the Polish market. Your host is me, Søren Christensen, and today's episode is about the 10 most important steps you need to take before starting a business in Poland. But enough chit-chat, let's get down to business. The first step is of course to examine the Polish market before starting up a business in Poland. You should check whether your product or products and slash all services already exist in Poland. Also try to find out how many, if any, competitors there are in Poland. It depends on how detailed knowledge you need, of course, but it is important that you know your competitors and other challenges before competing on the Polish market. I can of course help you investigate that or find someone in my network that can do that for you. Step two is to find out how your products or services stands out on the Polish market compared to your competitors' services and products. It's important you analyze that and it will make your start much easier on the Polish market if you have done that before starting selling your products or services in Poland. Before starting a company, it is always a good idea to make a business plan and that is step three and it's a good idea to include the two first steps that I just went through in the business plan. In my opinion, it's extra important to have a business plan when you're starting up abroad and make also a budget so you know your expenses from the start and expect no income or very little income from the Polish market in the beginning. It always takes a bit longer than you expect. There are also extra expenses in Poland. Here I'm thinking especially of SUS, that is a social and healthcare contribution you pay to the Polish state, but there are some exceptions. If you want to know more about that, you can book an appointment on businesspoland.com and I will tell you more about that subject. Step 4 is very important. Decide whether you need to move to Poland yourself to start your business in Poland or if you want to find a business partner who already lives in Poland or hire someone as your country manager, for example. There are of course both advantages and disadvantages to both solutions. I will briefly get into some of them here. If you live in Poland, you can quickly do something about your company if it's required. Of course, you can do a lot online, but far from everything. The advantage of having some kind of company representative in Poland is that you can get some free time that you can spend on all parts of your business. Uh, what is best depends both on you, but certainly also on the type of company you have, including how big a company it is and in which branch you are working. Another aspect to keep in mind is that if you decide to move to Poland and you are not an EU citizen, you must be aware that you need a work and residence permit. There are also some specific requirements regarding which type of company you can create. And it's also important here to contact a lawyer regarding this. And I have many trustworthy lawyers in my network that can help you also with this matter. So please contact me if needed. It can take many months to have all the paperwork ready. And I've heard of people waiting up to two years. And sometimes the application is then rejected. But then you can often apply again. This can be a big obstacle for a non-EU citizen, but fortunately there are companies that offer their service to help you with this. But be aware there are unfortunately also a lot of scammers in, the business, in this business area. Therefore, make a thorough investigation before you eventually hire such a company. And uh, I can also assist you if you need that. Just contact me. Step 5 is get as much information about doing business in Poland as possible, especially before you start up your business in Poland. You should get so much information on how to do business here. 
so you will not make any mistakes that could have been avoided. You will only get good results in your company if your actions are also based on knowledge. Obviously, there is a lot of free information available on the web, but not everything is true or the information may be outdated. It can in the end be very expensive. You can get solid and updated knowledge about business life in Poland and about the Polish market, for example, via businessinpoland.com. It goes without saying that I do not know everything about doing business in Poland, but I have lived and run businesses in Poland since the spring of 2008, so I have a very large network and I can therefore either directly or indirectly provide you with the necessary advice and knowledge. Step 6. Start networking with people who do business in Poland. Already now you should start networking with people who are doing business in Poland. By networking you can for example find a business partner or a representative of your business in Poland, for example by using my services. Networking is one of the most important keys to the Polish market and therefore I will also cover that in a future episode. Step 7 is decide which Polish city you want to start up in. The seventh step is that you should think about which city your Polish company should be registered in, and this is more important than it might sound. Your choice should be based on various aspects, such as how easy it is to get qualified employees within your industry. Is it for example very important to you that your employee speaks very good or fluent German, then cities more close to Germany would most likely be the best option for you. In Warsaw for example there are not many who speak German, considering the size of the city. This means that the salaries of German speakers are much higher than in other cities, but of course it's not only due to this fact. Another important issue to take into account is the average salary in the specific city or in the specific branch. It differs a lot. What you trade in or offer of services also plays a big role, so it's very individual where it is best to place your company in Poland. If you want advice on this, you are more than welcome to contact me. Read more at businessinpoland.com. Step 8 is to decide which type of company form you would like. As most countries, Poland has several types of companies form, therefore you also need to decide which type of company form that will work the best way for you. There are several types to choose from, and of course it has its pros and cons. I will briefly describe the three types of companies that are the most popular in Poland. One of the most popular ones are Spojka ZOO, which is a limited liability company it is required that you have a startup capital at least 5,000 swati before you can start up this type of company form. This type is a capital company and therefore a legal entity. However, it is important to emphasize that uh, this only happens after the company is registered in the trade register. A notary must confirm and make a company contract for this before it can be possible. Medium-sized companies can use this form of company to their advantage and most often this also applies to large companies. The most popular form of company for big companies is joint stock company and it's called Spoka Axenia or SA in Polish. Here the company's capital must be at least 100,000 swati in shares and have the nominal value of 1 cross per share. This type of company is registered in the same way as the limited liability company form. The most popular form of company among Poles is solo proprietorship. There is no requirement for startup capital in this company form and you can set up the company yourself without the use of a notary. It's important to remember that the owner of a solo proprietorship is personally li liable with all of his or her assets. As I mentioned earlier, they all have pros and cons and therefore I also strongly recommend you that you 
consider finding a local lawyer who specializes within your industry so you can choose the right type of uh, business form unless you want to go with the sole propriety company form. But there may be special requirements and aspects to be aware of within your business and more well the laws changes over time so finding a good lawyer that you can trust is a very good investment. And after my many years in Poland, I have a huge network, including a wide range of high-qualified Polish lawyers who can help you if needed. So please contact me, and I will find you the right lawyer for you and your business. Step 9 is to decide if you want employees from day one or not. It is also a good idea to decide if you need to hire employees from day one or not. In addition to their salary, you also have to pay for their SUS every month. And SUS is the social insurance and health insurance that you pay to the Polish state. And uh, as an employer, you are legally obligated to pay it. If you decide to start up without hiring people, you still have to pay for your own SUS, unless you can prove that you have insurance abroad, for example, in your home country. As you can hear, you need to check this into account and add the expense in your budget, because it can be a major expense. As I mentioned in the last episodes, the rules regarding how much you have to pay in shoes is changing per 1st of January, because of the Polish deal tax reform. So go listen to that episode if you are not done that already. Step 10 is decide if you need an office from the start or not. You also need to decide if you want an office right away, or if you just want to set up a virtual office in the beginning. It is, a, it is expensive to uh, rent new office space, especially in Warsaw, because it is very popular to open offices in, in Warsaw and especially in the Mokotov district. Sometimes the offices are rented out even before they are finished building it, and the pandemic has not changed that fact yet, at least. Therefore, it may be a good idea to just start up with a virtual office for your business, but it obviously depends on your business and the size of your company. One option is also to rent an office for a period of time, which is an option at least in the larger cities in Poland. I will also cover this subject in more details in a later episode, but uh, if you already need an office space now, then please uh, contact me, and I will advise you also regarding this. Business news from Poland. Put on the fortune and broke scale. This time, the fortune goes to the news that 30% of the people in the IT sector in Poland are women. More than half of Polish women who work in the IT industry today graduated from studies other than IT, which as much as 22% of them gained knowledge and skills on their own, reports the no-fluff jobs report, women in IT. It also said that every third woman employed in IT has changed into the world of new technologies and what attracts them the most are the high earnings and attractive opportunities for personal development. It is, in my opinion, an interesting and good development that more women are joining the IT branch in Poland. But now to the broke scale. On the broke scale is the news that Poland is number 36 out of 37 countries in the OECD for its tax policy. It's beaten to the lowest spot only by Italy, and this is according to the annual International Tech Competitiveness Index that is published by Washington DC-based think tank, the Tax Foundation. I'm not surprised at all that Poland is ranking so low. The tax system in Poland is quite complicated and it's not getting more easy, the tax system, after the so-called Polish tax deal reform that will be implemented from 1st of January. You can hear more about that in the last episode if you missed that one. 
Next episode will be in 2022, so I would like to wish you a happy new year and all the best for you and your business in 2022.